Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Nothing but miss episode six. We're here. I'm Ba with my co-host Melky. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. It's Melky here, throwing air balls the Melky way as always. And if you don't know what that is, just think of Ben Wallace, Sean, Sean Marion, and Marcus Camby all in one throwing up a jump shot. Uh huh. That what a little shout out for yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Our, it, that means it's ugly as fuck. No kidding. Okay. First guest of the season, man of the hour, our buddy Kevin. What's up? How's it going? What's going on, guys? Uh, I know we're going to be talking about be- or, uh, basketball for the next hour or so, but I was just watching my Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens. So that, yeah. was a good, that was good, but let's talk about some basketball. I'm going to be honest with you. If we lost this game, I was going to be pretty pissed off this episode. It probably doesn't happen. I yeah. definitely think that. If we were going to overtime or something, no way. Yeah, it no. doesn't happen. No, 100%. Yeah. Well, okay. when I messaged you this morning, I'm like, so podcast after the game? like. Yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to make a joke about it too. Okay, so speaking of Toronto teams, we're here to discuss Raptors end of season to a, a disappointing season. Spoiler alert. So I want to know what you guys think of the season overall. Melky, uh, why don't we get your opinion there, buddy? How do you think about the Raptors? Oh, it was a roller coaster ride. It was up and down, round and round. Uh, a lot of things happened to this team that uh, deflated uh, their chances of getting in. Uh, health, uh, the uh, the COVID protocol stuff, uh, lack of toughness. Like, it, it, it was a really, it was really hard to watch this team. Yeah. Uh, I fi- I found that they had no identity. Watching every game, I, I couldn't. It wasn't the team I was used to watching from 2013 that made the playoffs from that 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 point to last year. Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fun. So if we're gonna give a grade for the season, I'm gonna give this team a D plus. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And just to refresh for everybody, we talked about it in episode five, but your Raptors ended the season 27 and 45. The last 10 games, they went 1-9 and nine to end the season after not trading Kyle Lowry. Uh, we got a D-plus from Melky. Kevin, what do you think? I got I got to go with, uh, similar to uh, Melky there, but I got to go C-minus. We did yeah. pick up Gary Trent Jr. in that trade. Yeah, we gave up Norman Powell, but this guy this kid's a stud, and he's a hard player. So it's just what are we going to do in the offseason to kind of build around that and see what we go. I think our biggest need, like we'll talk about it later, but – the biggest big interior defense because we lost Gasol and Ibaka, and look what happened. Pete yeah. team just shredded us in the in the on the interior there on the inside, and so we need those bigs back. But I like this I like this Trent Junior kid if he can um, build his um, chemistry with uh, OG and uh, Van Fleet. We'll see what happens. We're gonna make some noise. But like I said, we need toughness back, like Malky was saying. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you, and I'm going to give it a C- minus as well. I was thinking about doing a D+, plus, but I'm going to do a bit of the positive side because we're in Tampa, new country, fans that booed the home team. I mean, Gary Trent Jr., just like you said, Kev, a complete bonus. Uh, younger, better cap-friendly Norm Powell, and I think he's going to be here in the future. And not only that, I actually am the most confident I've been all season. And, Mel, we've talked about this so much, buddy, about Masai re-signing potentially with the Raptors. And I think that's such a plus because the guy has um, a vision when it comes to the Raptors, and I have faith that he'll pull off moves, if anyone. 
I think I'll bump up my grade if I see him put pen to paper. But right now, you guys are being too generous. The best part of the season was it ending. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was brutal. Mel, we, we had these guys making the playoffs, didn't we? Six seed. I haven't. I had them in the six seed. Really? Yeah. I thought. I thought. You know what? Yeah, they lost their their interior toughness. But I thought. I didn't see. Obviously, I didn't see New York. I didn't see Atlanta. Um, you know, I didn't see Charlotte um, being so. You know, being competitive. So I thought because the East, the bottom half of the East is weak, they could probably squeak in. You know, with the healthy Lowry, Van Fleet, OG stepping up. I thought Pascal would actually snap out of his funk. He's he's not spicy P anymore. He's unspicy. Unspicy. Mild P. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking the team pretty much agreed with you towards the end, Melky. They went one and nine. Everybody was a healthy scratch, a maintenance day for all our veterans. So uh, even the team realized they weren't going to make the playoffs, and we kind of just went for that seventh place uh, lottery. Hey, if we can get something out of it, then it was somewhat of a success, success, success a successful season. Uh, I heard the draft from one to four. If you can get up there, you've got a game changer uh, in that draft. So fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so besides grading the Raptors, the team as a whole, we're also going to kind of individually grade certain Raptors, all the big names at least. Um, do you guys have someone positive you'd want to start off with? Let's at least have some kind of a good note. Anybody? C plus or higher? I've got a couple C pluses. I got. Yeah. A, I got. I actually got an A. Okay, give us one of the big ones if you have it. Who's that? Oh, Boucher. Yeah, I'm gonna give Boucher, even though he was hurt and that wasn't his fault. I'm gonna give him an A minus. Okay. Set career highs. Did not know this man had a three point shot, and yeah, it's ugly as fuck, but it works. Uh, he rebounds. He's tough. Uh, he did everything you could ask for. From a guy who basically came out of nowhere. Yeah, he was known a little bit last year, but he stepped his game up big time. So with that, I'm going to give Boucher an A minus. And I'll just piggyback off Boucher. Um, he's undersized as a center, but man, does he play big! If he can get yeah. some, like, if he can get maybe ten pounds on him, like, mm-hmm. he's dominant. Like, because he he's just too skinny and just gets banged around. But boy, that kid has some heart. I I really like watching him play. Because he never gives up on he never gives up on a play, and you, you saw that before he got hurt. But you saw that all season where he's like, "Where where's?" It? And then out of nowhere, he gets a rebound, and then we get a scoring chance because he dished off to Van Fleet. Yeah, and yeah. he did well move to the power forward position as well. Yeah, really well. But I think his biggest Achilles heel is just he's undersized in terms of weight, and just he's just too skinny. Um, if he he if he can put some pounds on, he'll be a force to be reckoned with throughout like throughout the season to season. Look, he's French, right? Yeah. Well, then st- start eating that fucking nasty poutine, man. You want to build some fat and some meat? Get on that poutine. Get on that gravy. Well, remember that he's 28 and it's a contract year next year. So he's playing for money. Yeah. I, I, I think that was a positive. He stays with Toronto unless oh, yeah. he just, Unless he just wants to pull a Bismack Biombo and then just get totally overpaid by Orlando or something like that. But, like, he's going to stay in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him going anywhere else either. Yeah, I agree. And I gave him a B-plus as well. I didn't really want to do A-minus with any of the Raptors after that season. But definitely B-plus for Boosh. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's grade the new guy right now, Gary Trent Jr. And Kev, since you brought him up first, what's your grade? How are you feeling about him? I give him an A right now. Like it's not going to be an A minus or an A plus. Just a solid A. He came in. He had limited time with limited exposure with the team. But I think it's like his second game, um, second or third game. I I, I, don't, I I don't remember who the Raps were playing, but OG got hit and he went down, and Gary just went right after the guy. And that that to me just shows like, okay, you got the, you got your boys' backs, and he's a good player. I like him. I give him an A. And he's openly said, I want to stay in Toronto. I want, I love how this organization is. So I think he's going to be here for the long haul, and we'll see what happens. It just you can't rely on him as a super. He's not a superstar yet. There's no doubt about that. Um, you need you, you need a su- good supporting cast around him. It's just going to be what kind of supporting cast is going to be, and we're going to see what Masai does in the offseason if he resigns. Yeah, he's definitely a part of the future. He's not the part. Not, and, no, yeah. he's not a Kawhi, but he's better than a DeRozan, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I actually hope DeRozan at some point signs back. I don't care. One day, end of the year. Um. I'm going to give Gary Trent an A, the only guy who gets an A on the Raptors, the last guy to join the team. He wasn't here all season dealing with all this bullshit and how they played. And yeah, Kev's right. He said all the right things, did all the right things. Makes me believe he truly wants to re-sign with Toronto, and and that's a bonus. And his uh, points, Melky, that you brought up, that he was averaging with the Raptors when he came here. I mean, just fantastic play. I, I hope he's here. We re-lock him up for what, five years? Yeah, yeah, if if we can. I'm not going to be as generous as you both. I'm going to give him a B just because he was riddled with injuries uh, throughout. Even before he got to Toronto, he was a little banged up. But the sky's the limit with him. I think he's a game changer. If he really builds his builds his game, he can be that go-to guy. Uh, you saw what he did against Washington, that game buzzer. That's in his genetics. His dad played for us. His dad played in the league. His dad was tough as nails. Uh, so he's passed it on to his son. So Gary Trent Jr. is definitely, definitely a, a main baller, and he could be our future. Okay, well, pretty positive for him going around. Okay, next player up, we're doing OG Ananobi, and I gave OG a B. So he's coming off signing a four-year deal. He did okay this year. He put together a nice 34-game streak where he averaged 16.9 uh, points a game. Uh, he did lose 43 games to COVID and another 10 games to a calf strain. Really sucks that he was pretty injury prone this season. And I mean, COVID, what can you say about the guy? But when he did play, he did have some real nice hot streaks. So I'm going to give him a B. What about you guys? You know, um, the thing I like about OG is, well, just going back to the bubble from last year when he hit that dagger and against Boston, <laughs> like nothing, this, nothing, nothing really seems to rattle this guy whether it's getting 43 games off by injury and COVID, like he still comes back and puts up numbers or if it's hitting a game, a game winner, he doesn't get too high on himself. And I think the next game um, of that bubble series, like I know I'm going back to last year, but he still put up points. Like he didn't overachieve or anything like that. He's very consistent. He's like a very quiet um, Kawhi, but not as talented. Um, I like him. I'll give him a B too. I uh, maybe pump him up to a B plus just because he's kind of like the, just have that calming demeanor on the court and, and he's defensive minded as well. Like you can't, uh, you can't go wrong with that. I like defense. I, I have a defensive player pretty much in any sport that I've played like football, basketball, hockey, I've been defensive line the whole way. So I like when I see that. Yeah. That's how you build a winning team, bud. Yeah. 
Melky? Uh, he gets a B plus for me. Uh, for all the points you both alluded to, but he is the he, I think he is a quiet leader. Definitely great on the defensive end. And unlike uh, no, like Boucher, he plays big too. He's six foot eight, but he's got a bigger frame. Defense. This man is all defense. He puts the D in defense. Uh, yeah, OG OG set career numbers too. He can shoot, and he, you can see every year he's getting better and better as he gets healthier and stronger. So OG is definitely a part of the future. I'm glad he's, he re-upped with us. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus. Beautiful. Okay. You, go ahead, Kev. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I like what uh, he said, that he's part of the future and stuff like that. Because I think he is – I think OG is a piece to build on and not kind of get rid of, unlike another piece that we should get rid of. Yeah. But, it's not spicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the future and speaking of defense, I'm glad you brought up that term. We're going to grade one of the biggest acquisitions from last offseason, Aaron Baines. Guys, I would love to hear how you feel, how Bainesy did with the Raptors. You mind if I go first? No, I, go for it. I would yeah. love it. He, he gets an F. <laughs> an F. Biggest yeah. pussy on the team. This man is, what, seven feet tall and he's supposed to be tough? Remember when he played in Boston? Nobody yep. messed with him. Even in Phoenix last year, he was a force. What the hell happened to him this year? Shell of himself, man. Absolute garbage. Nah, send him back wherever he came from. I don't want him on the team next year. He gets a big, fat F. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I had him at D-. minus. It's time to go. It didn't work out. Masai in the interview pretty much said as much that they've chose the wrong players. So, yeah, I, the only I will agree with everything. I'm not going to elaborate on anything. The only thing I'm going to say is that he gets a D, as in he should go to the D league and get out. <laughs> because, I, don't know. Like, I watched him play, and he was such a liability. Whenever I saw him, like he'd make one or two good plays, but that's mainly because he's made up for three or four bad plays that cost um, the Raps some points or a defensive foul that shouldn't have been a foul. Like, yeah. it, I was like, where did this guy come from? And I then I realized he, that I knew he was from Phoenix, and I was like, okay, so I watched some film on him, and he was like a core interior defender. And yeah. I kind of come from here, I'm just like, who is this guy? You know, like, this isn't the person that I saw on the, saw on the film and the other teams that he's been on. When he was in Boston, he battled. He had some great battles in the playoffs, and I thought that was who they were after forgetting. But yeah, lo and behold, we did not get him. So deport his ass back to uh, where is he from? Australia, Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Go go home. Don't come back. <laughs> he was such a big part to that brutal start of the season where we went what two and eight or whatever it was to start off. That was yeah. terrible basketball to watch. Yeah, he's a hot mess. Okay, so let's talk about one of our max contract players, Mild P. Spicy P himself, Pascal Siakam. Kev, with the clap, you're going first, buddy. <laughs> not the disease, not the yeah, disease right? <laughs> um, this guy, he needs to go, um, honestly. He... Uh, he played well in the 2019 championship series because, or the championship playoff in that whole season, because a defensive t teams were either keen on Kawhi Leonard or Kyle Lowry. So I gave him the room to do anything. 
Um, and then you saw in the bubble where he did have like one or two good moves. Teams like, okay, well, he's their option now. They're going to key in on him. He didn't have the ability to, um, to evolve his game and kind of rise up and think of new ways to score. He didn't do that. He just kept doing the same shimmy shake move that he's always done. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And I can't, and honestly, at the end of the bubble series, I gave him benefit of the doubt because he is still learning the game. He's still learning how to grow his, grow his um, potential and stuff like that. But this season, I saw no growth. I saw the same moves. And I saw he had a good game when teams weren't keen in on him. And then when good defensive teams were keen in on him, he didn't do anything different. He just did the same thing. And then he'd either not get the play, travel, or then you get like a shitty foul. It's just this guy's making $134 million over four years. He's going into his fourth, his third year with us. Are you kidding me? This guy is not worth half that. So my thing is that you can't trade him. It's going to be hard to trade him with this contract. But when it comes up to re-signing, the only way I see him re-signing, if he goes for like a half or a quarter or something significantly less than what he's getting right now, because he's not worth that at all. And you want to talk about get, signing uh, Gary Trent. You can't sign him if you got this guy making this much money and being this awful on the court. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you, man. And not even on the court, off the court. He's just not even working out. He's arguing with the coaches, doesn't seem to give a shit. Like, man, have a heart. Where is it? Yeah, like, and I didn't even get into that. I just thought it was on court. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because you're going to argue with Nick Nurse. You're going to argue with people like, oh, they're not giving me the ball because they're they're keying in on you. They're double teaming. You don't know how to get out of it. And if you don't know how to get out of it, fine, but find the open player. But you can't even do that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're an NBA player making more money than the three of us combined will ever see in four <laughs> years. And you can't even make a simple play. Like, come on. Yeah, a little hustle, please. It's it's the entitlement factor. He thinks yeah. he's bigger than what what he really is. Yeah. What did you give him? What grade did you give him? Whatever's lower than F, like you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta give gotta give him an H or a G or something. Like this is it's just brutal. Now you can give him whatever letter you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had between C C minus. I was kind of fighting between with C minus. I guess. C minus, eh? I would I, I give him an F just 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 on sheer potential. Yeah. Because his potential was okay, so like his potential's an A, but his in his output is an F. Like that's that that's my personal opinion on him. Like he has a he has talent when there's no one defending him. But he doesn't defend him, he doesn't have him. Okay, so Pascal I gave him I gave him a C as well. C minus as well. All of his numbers, all his numbers are down from like from the last two seasons. And why does he think he can bring the ball up the court? He's probably has the worst handles on the team. And every time he's dribbling and trying to do something, he slips over his own goddamn feet and loses the ball. Like I think Freddie and Lowry and anyone else who's playing point should tell him, bro, slow your roll, go up to the go to the net and get some fucking rebounds. Yeah, stay in your that's lane. Not, that's got to be Van Fleet going forward because, like, at the end of the day, Van Fleet's going to be the general when Flowery decides to retire. Yeah. Well, I'm glad what you guys said. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to add <laughs> about this guy, Spicy P, Mild P? There. You said yeah, he's, he's rocking. 
earlier. He's rotten pee to me. Like, like that uh, that spicy pee that's been way out in the sun for too long. It's it's roasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 no longer spicy. Like I said, unspicy for sure. Yeah. Get him to just play well. Maybe his trade value goes up. Okay, moving on. The name you just said, Fred Van Vliet, coming off the massive contract he just signed. Uh, besides a couple individual amazing games, including that record, uh, what was it, 54, 52 54 points? 54 points. 54 yeah. points he scored. Um, he got a C from me. I mean, pretty much COVID, injury battled season. He really yeah. didn't contribute much besides, like I said, a few individual uh games and a couple of weeks here and there hot and cold so he needs a massive rebound next year yeah i agree with that um i give him a b minus to maybe just a b he is still that four general he can still work the game when he was in yeah he can shoot yeah he can do all that yeah he had massive games but i did like the when the games i did see him play um he still had that calming effect where people the, like the team was able to communicate and flow with him, so I think he's worth every bit of that contract so far. But I do, I do agree that he needs to kind of step his game up going in, going into uh, next season. Yeah, yeah, he got a B minus as well for me. His numbers are actually not bad: nineteen point six points per game, six point three assists per game, three point percentage is three sixty six. I mean, not great. Yeah, he still did some damage. The only thing that hampered him was injuries. I think if he's a healthy Van Fleet, those numbers are probably going up a little bit. Oh, for and, sure. And you're getting the production from him. He's definitely already won over the city, but he's that blue-collar uh, player that we talk about all the time. I mean, the what Spicy doesn't have, that work ethic. So that's why it hurts. Yeah. That's my, my favorite trait about Van Fleet is he does have that blue-collar, like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to get the job done. I don't know how I'm going to get the job done yet, but I'm going to go and do it. And I'm going to do anything I can to do it. And he's shown that time and time again. And that's what I like about him the most. And I'll never say anything bad about Van Fleet just because of that work ethic. You can have a bad game, but if you know how to rebound and work to, to be better, I'm totally good with that. I'm not good. If, but if you're going to have a bad game and you can sulk and bitch and pout, I'm not going to really show any sympathy to you. You know what I mean? I had no idea Spicy was going to be like that after the championship. He showed no signs of bitching out like that. Well, at least I didn't. We didn't give him $140 million at the championship. We gave him to that after, and he had his money. It's kind of like Zeke Elliott, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just wait Just wait till we play you this season. Zeke's going to run wild. Zeke's going to run wild on you boys. Don't worry. We'll show oh, yeah. you real okay. big D is in the NFL. <laughs> Have you, see, have you seen the video of him? He's lost that jiggle. He's lost the jiggle. That's cool, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, you're lucky I didn't send there's a stat. I know we're going off topic. There's a stat <laughs> about the offenses in the NFL, the ratings. And guess who is at the bottom? Who? Give me a D. Give me an E. Give me an N. Yeah, your Denver Broncos. They're close to the bottom. Even Jesse's. Philadelphia Eagles were above. above you had to think what came after E in Denver. That was good, though. <laughs> All right. I didn't have to think about it. I just Dallas. said D-E-N. I just yeah. said D-E-N. That's all. He's only I don't have time to spell. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? I don't really uh, 
I don't really uh, care about preseason rankings. And the reason why I know it's we're not still is not a preseason rank, though. It's just what you guys are going to put up. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's go back to basketball. We'll <laughs> football later. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for football later this year, boys. Uh, final starting player that we're going to review the man that we ended up keeping past trade deadline, Kyle Lowry, our captain, our leader, future statue outside. Malky, we haven't heard from you first for a while. What do you think about the great one, number seven? The great number seven. This pains me to say it, but I gave him a C. For the season, yeah. and I mean, you just never know. You never knew if he was going to play or not. I know he was riddled with injury. Uh, I mean, his numbers aren't bad. Like seventeen point two points, seven point three assists, uh, three point percentage was three ninety six. Uh, or rebounds, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, like he was, he was good, but he didn't seem like the same Larry. And I think also what was uh, clouding him was his future. I think that had a lot to do with the play. Uh, didn't know if he's going to be here or not, if he's going to be in the NBA playoffs or not. Uh, I think he's undecided if his heart's here still or not. So for that, I gave him a C. You know, I can't, I can't not agree with that um, in terms of his season production. But like, I when I look at Lowry, I just kind of look at the like the whole the whole picture as in terms of his legacy here, and it's hard for me to not be like, yeah, you you didn't have a good year because you're the best Raptor of all time. I don't care what anyone says, Um, but I, okay. Like in turn, now I'm trying to think by partially about just his season. Having said that there were a lot of games where he didn't play. He didn't know he was playing. And Mm -hmm. he even came as like, I just money talks. What what was the tweet? He said, he said money talks and I'll see where I am next year or something like that. Yes. Something along those lines. So it's inter- it, it'd be interesting to see where he goes next year. Um, I would love to see him in a Raptor uniform. I hope he retires as a Raptor. But people have different things, and I know he wanted. I know he wants to go back to Philly at some point. It's just, do you, is he worth thirty five million dollars at a year at thirty eight years old? I don't think so. But if he can get that, I'm sure he's going to go for it. Okay. Well, he's not that old. He's thirty five, but close enough. <laughs> okay so he's my age i thought he was older than me so no no he's uh he's 86 so, my age yeah so melky what do you think buddy like 25 million dollar player lowry 23 i wouldn't go more than 20 million i know that's an insult but i wouldn't go more than 20 million you're trying to and we're, i i guess we're I, I don't know if we're jumping into it now then like what will we do in the off season but you can't move forward and be strapped cap and be strap cap uh in terms of going forward you got young guys that are coming up such as trent jr uh malachi flynn uh you need a new era uh van fleet og i think it should be more their team going forward and if you have lowry yes he's a great presence he is the greatest raptor of all time hands down that's undisputed but at some point in time you have to move on so maybe there's a facilitation of a sign-in trade where he gets his wish. Maybe Philly choke. Well, Philly probably is going to choke. Let's be real here. It's Doc Rivers. Um, and probably choke on the tastiest Philly cheesesteak there, too, at that. But, yeah, I think maybe he gets sent there because Simmons, as great as Simmons is, bro needs, needs to learn how to shoot the fucking ball. I don't know how you're six foot ten. you don't know how to – had to shoot at all. No jump shots yeah, at all. 
So Lowry provides some of that too, and he's a bulldog, homegrown as well. So maybe something like that happens. But yeah, I, I I want him to stay, but I'm not giving him any more than twenty million dollars. Well, it sounds like his they want a term too, like they're looking for three years or whatever. His camp absolutely not. No. Yeah, you can get one with an option. I think a team will bite though. Oh, yeah, there will bite. But I I agree with Malky. As much as I love Lowry, like in terms of the. The, the franchise's future you got all these young guys coming up and you and then you hand and then like you hamstring their 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 development with a three-year 35 million dollar purse contract with um with lowry who's like like i said he's getting a little um gray in, the, in the hair there gray in the yeah, beard hair, like like father time's calling for him put it that way and um if you do that that's that's a lot of money tied up with one player that's not is, is past his prime in a sense. And you got these guys in their prime. You got to give them the money. So, um, if uh, yeah, I agree with you. If you can give Lowry a $20 million contract for one or two years, that's fine. But if anything over, if, they, if he wants 30, uh, just no, we'll do a sign and trade or just walk. In, yeah. terms, of the, in terms of the franchise's future, I want Lowry to stay. He, I love him. He's amazing. He's everything you want in a basketball player. He's yeah. tough. He doesn't give up. He shoots. He's just awesome. But he's older now, and you got these young guys coming up, and you need to give them the money because they're going to be your future, where in two or three years, Lowry's going to retire. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I, I want him to retire as Raptor. I think he's going to leave – if he got to the 20 mil to 22.5 mil, I would give him that second year because that's at max 50 mil. You're going to pay him over two years. Um, but for that reason, I, I think he's actually going to be going. He might come back uh, towards the end, but we're not going to pay him that money. Well, he no. can one he can one day sign the one day contract. Yep. Like, yep. like DeRozan as well and retire as a Raptor. That'd be great. That'd be a great Cinderella story to cap off your career. But you, you have to at some point in time move forward and there are guys waiting and like this can be van like van fleet for all the reasons we gave earlier van fleet is a prototypical lowry player tough mm-hmm. plays hard uh as a leader on and off the court so at some point you gotta pass the torch i didn't even give lowry even 25 mil but like what is he making right now like 34 34 something ridiculous like yeah. that. i mean he earned that he earned yeah. that you hundred percent he earned that, but if he wants that again, no, no, it, it can't be from us. From what if if Masai wants to build our brand or build our team to be a contender again, you can't give him the same contract. No, we have to find a discount. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You're either going Philly or you're going out west for that money. See ya, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. LeBron okay, James well, might be calling. Yeah, with, <laughs> with tears in his eyes, just like when he's on a plane. <laughs> Jesus, Buddy's becoming a fucking clown lately. But whatever. So we'll okay. get to that later. <laughs> okay, so, so we pretty much moved into it. I guess off-season moves is Lowry. We've started talking about what else. We obviously need. I mean, Kev, you talked about it at the start of the show. Big men, defense. I mean, what's the biggest priority for our Raptors this season? This offseason. I think honestly, we have we have shooting, we have point guards, we have playmakers. Our biggest thing, like our our biggest concern is of viable defensive big men 
Like, look at Casal, look at the Baca. Yeah, they were they were um, they were there. they were unique because they they spoke Spanish to each other on uh, defensive. T- yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Like that. But to have those big men both come in, like now we have now we have Baines. Like, <laughs> like people are gonna people are gonna run all over us. So we need we need defensive interior, whether it's through the draft and develop. Or whether it's through through free agent signing, that's our biggest concern right now. We have everything else in place. We need defensive toughness, and we need big men. We have no big men right now. Do you think we use a high round pick to get a big man? I would. If there, I, if there, was, a, if there was a big man available, where we are drafting, I'd take him. I'm glad you brought that up because I've got a couple trade scenarios that just yeah. might help this team. And since nobody wants to sign with us, that's a big name. Yeah. Why not swing again like you did with the. Uh, with Kawhi. So I'm thinking cat. I'm thinking go rescue him out of Minnesota. Obviously they moved on. They, they drafted, they had the number one pick last year. The guy's a stud. Why don't you make a call and see if cats available? You might have to give up a little bit, but I think it's worthy. They, you know, you might bite on spicy pea. So throw in, throw in Pascal, throw in Boucher, Throw in that first pick, especially if it's a high pick and from one to four, and go get Cat. Cat is a star. Uh, he's lost in Minnesota. You can tell he doesn't want to be there. Even he playing needs a fresh his, start. A fresh start. He's even playing with his best friend uh, D'Angelo Russell. It's still not helping. They're garbage. Uh, bring him in, into Toronto, a new environment, a new culture. You have a future with Van Fleet, OG, Trent Jr., and Cat. That's a great fucking lineup. And then you throw in Kem Birch, who is another Canadian. Throw him in there. There's a mental toughness right there. There's rebounding. There's size. You can compete in the East. Yeah, great call. And I got another one. Uh, You probably don't have to give up as much, but Miles Turner in Indiana. I haven't seen Miles Turner play. Obviously, it's Sabonis' team. It's Sabonis' team. It goes through Sabonis. Uh, They're log jammed up. uh, in their front court, so why not see what uh, inquire uh, about Miles Turner and see what you can get for him? Maybe you can do a straight up Miles Turner for Pascal trade, and throw in maybe a second round pick. I think both both players need a fresh start. What's that? I was gonna say, I, if 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 we threw Pascal Siakam a second round for Miles Turner, I'd do that in a heartbeat. He's twenty five years old. He's going into his prime. Like, and he's yeah, all. He's all about toughness. He yeah. doesn't take shit from anyone. He yeah, and he I, was out those playoff games, right? The playing games. Yeah, he didn't play. He yeah. was for, for most of the season. Yeah. Something to think about. You said you want toughness, and again, no, no disrespect to the city of Toronto, but it's really hard to get guys to come here. It's true, and yeah, it's yeah, it's it's true. It sucks. It sucks to come here because. You get paid in Canadian dollars, and you know, you a get lot. double taxed. Uh, the customs stuff, uh, even though going through customs isn't that bad, they make it seem like it's horrible. They probably get they go to the front of the line. They they get the star treatment. Like come on, like come on, guys. Cat would love it up here. What's that? Cat would love it up here. I I would you know what I like the first round pick for and Pascal and Boucher for Cat. That's That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be a dominant four front. Yeah. But you still, you still need a secondary piece, though. You 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 need the secondary piece with that. 
Yeah, and you can you can draft or you can go find uh, a piece in the free agent market, but that solidifies your at least your starting lineup for for years to come, and that's defensively sound. You can even move OG to the four if you wanted to. If you wanted to have OG at the four and have Cat as your center. All running through Fred. (laughs) Yeah, with Trent Jr., Fred, and you can get another – or have Trent at the two and get a three and D type of player, like a a better version of Jay Crowder. Like, it's not a bad lineup. It's actually a fun lineup. Yeah. But – that that was my idea. Masai, call me. <laughs> Here's the thing. If Masai resigns with us for however long, and I mean, there was news today that they're starting that basketball NBA Africa program. I mean, who knows how long till Masai's poached to that or to another big thing. But if Masai does resign, you got to think it's not going to be for a rebuild. He's going to have to go in for a trade like that or something. And you know he will. Masai always swings for the fences. He doesn't. He knows it's it's difficult. Uh, like we were saying earlier, uh, for players to come here, convince them to come here. So why not make a big trade? I think Kawhi should have re-signed for a one-year deal and tried to bring it back because we yeah. probably would have brought it back. Clippers uh, are not going to win. That that team was defensively sound. It was, had everything you needed, but Kawhi wanted to go home and look where that's got him. Ha ha ha. Yeah, ha, you're going to regret that, buddy. Dallas right now, and I don't see the beat Dallas, but we'll no, talk no about. Way. Okay, well, you know what? That's a good point that we're bringing up uh, other teams right now. I, I think we'll end the Raptors off-season review right now. It was not fun. No. <laughs> Hopefully next year's a bit better. <laughs> so we play Toronto next year. You yeah, know? well, we don't even yeah. know if that's going to happen. Here's hoping. That's key. That's key. We have the best fans. Yeah, of course. Bar none. Yeah. 100%. Like, we're not, we're not all homers here. Anyone that comes here and plays are just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you know, come come to Toronto for a playoff game, and you're as a visitor opponent, you're like, oh shit, this culture is- shock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the players love our rippers, man. They love it up here. Blame <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, because yeah, you can actually touch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Okay, so before we go on to our playoff tree preview and who we think is going to win in the first round, uh, we're going to do the awards first. So. MVP, rookie, coach, most improved player, defensive player of the year, and sixth man. So we'll do two out of the way because they've already been named. So sixth man of the year went to Clarkson. I mean, that was my pick. What You guys had the same? That was my pick, too. Yeah. Yeah, pretty awesome. Liar. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I'll go with Clarkson. I would have liked Derrick Rose, but oh, Clarkson's a better pick. Yeah. I didn't think it was really close. I mean, was, he was he was my runaway six man. Derrick Rose just from his journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest Derrick Rose fan to begin with, but yeah, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. I think it was another runaway. It was Rudy Gobert. That's who I chose as well. I mean, Utah, just the team speaks for itself. Guy was unreal. Uh, yeah. Just that strength that he has on him. I mean, it's hard well, to get by him. Well, he led the he led the league in blocks. They were the team overall was fourth in defensive defensive efficiency. So, you know, it was a, it was a no brainer. Go Gobert. It's funny. <laughs> he um, he is the guy that brought COVID to the NBA and yeah, <laughs> I was just, I saved the NBA from COVID last year. Yeah, 
<laughs> Where was his defense <laughs> then? <laughs> Draymond Green and Ben Simmons. Like, I hate Draymond Green. I think he is the most yeah. overrated man in the entire NBA. Plus that guy is a donkey from Shrek. <laughs> uh, and then Ben Simmons, like, uh, yeah, okay, cool, but it's still Ben Simmons. You're not, you're not there to play defense. You're play, you're there to score points to win games. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm never voting for Draymond unless it's a complete runaway, and it be like, like that, like that one award show that Adam Sandler wins every year. Then I'm not voting for <laughs> the Razzies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so now to the awards that don't have the winners yet. I can't wait to hear your guys' picks. We're going to start off most improved player, Melky. Who was yeah. your pick? Oh, it's Julius Randle, hands down. New York stand up. They actually are relevant again. This man is on a tear. He led the league in three-point uh, percentage for a while. He didn't end up leading, but he did for a while. His numbers were insane, 24.1 points per game. Six assists per game for a big man and 10 rebounds, 10.2 to be exact. Career numbers, he's the reason, he's not the main reason, but yeah, no, we'll say he's the main reason why the Knicks are back. It's Julius Randle, not even close. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I had Julius Randle. I mean, it's hard to deny when the Knicks actually do good to not give an award, <laughs> whoever's contributing to that. Yeah, it's hard not to go with that. I do like Michael Porter Jr. He's kind of he went he went from uh, sixteen point or where we go here where is it here I'm just looking it up, but he's uh, for his twenty twenty one stats he's doing nineteen points per game with seven ribs and one assist per game. He can't go hard with that, but like the New York Knicks, like they went from nothing for so long and now they're in the playoffs and that Randall is a big is a big part of it. Um, he, he has to be the most improved player from that, just from just how he's been playing all year. Okay, perfect. I mean, so far unanimous for three around the board. Next up, coach of the year. I'll go first. I've got Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz, 52 wins. Pretty much the same team coming back from last year, barely any offseason signings. You knew they were going to be a good team, but I didn't know they were going to be this dominant. All season long. I mean, the defensive play, it just speaks for itself. So Quinn Snyder is definitely getting my vote. I think that coach of the year, the best team, the coach of that, if it's by far and away, I mean, he deserves it, deserves the credit. Yeah, that's not a bad pick, but going with Monty Williams. Uh, they finished 51 and 21. The Phoenix Suns were, see, Utah made the playoffs last year. Phoenix was an absolute dumpster fire swimming on piss. This year, they were way better. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul always helps too. But I, yeah, I mean, I to cut you off, but I wouldn't go as a dumpster fire. They did go perfect in the uh, in the bubble, and they just lost out of points. Yeah, when was the last time anybody cared about Phoenix Suns basketball? People still don't care about Phoenix Suns basketball. Nah, I, <laughs> I love Phoenix this year. I hope they beat out the Lakers, but no one gives a shit about Phoenix. Dude, I'm on the bandwagon. Ask a buyer. Oh, I've been, all year. I, I've been all advocating year. Phoenix the whole year. I even said they were going to finish fourth. They finished second. Uh, yeah, I'm going Monty Williams. That team is firing all, all cylinders, and they're young, too. So they're only going to get better. Aiden, Aiden's a monster. He showed it in game one. Uh, take that drumming. Uh, yeah, so I'm going uh, Monty Williams. 
And and Utah is not winning any more awards because you say nobody cares about Phoenix. Nobody cares about Utah. Right? That's true, too. <laughs> the old man and the wizard are gone. Like, they don't care about uh, Utah basketball. Unless you're a Mormon. Said that. Fuck that. I love that Utah. Him? I said, I hate LeBron said that. Let's go Utah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you know what? I'm going to go one off the board. I know uh, he's not in the finals, in the final, in the finalist, but I like Steve Nash for coach of the year. And I know he's got all the talent in the world, but he's a first year coach. Don't really arise, but dealing with the personalities of Kyrie Irvin, uh, Kevin Durant, um, Blake Griffin, like, and to do that in their second place and they're up against Boston and like that, that shows a lot as a first year coach. He's not going to get it. He's not even a finalist, but any, I, I like Steve Nash. He's always been, that was the last time Phoenix were relevant in the NBA was when Steve Nash was playing with the Suns. So him as a coach in the first year, he got his team to the second place in the Eastern Conference, and now he's he's going to go on a deep playoff run. He he should get more credit than he's he should get more credit than he's deserving right now, or that he's getting right now. He deserves more than that, and he's not a finalist; he's not going to get it. But that's my that's my pick. Yeah, nice. that's a solid pick. I I get it. I get it. And no, Canadian I, too. I, Hell yeah! I, I think I think anyone could coach. Home run the Canadians. I yeah. think anyone could just coach. Uh, Brooklyn and like Gooby could go coach Brooklyn. And no, not with Ky- Gooby with Kyrie. No way. Oh no. yes, they would just tell Gooby to go fuck off and eat cake, and then they would just do their thing. It's oh, still great coaching. It's still- yeah. <laughs> great, great coaching. Great coaching. You know what? Gooby could probably have a better chance coaching the Cowboys than he could with the Nets. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, because after week four, you just have to pretty much give up and just phone it in for the rest of the year. So, oh yeah. man, I bet you we have a better record than both of your teams after. Week I four. really hope so. With the money you've spent, you better have a better year than our team, Ben. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Denver spent money. Denver spent money. Okay, we will right. do show us your TVs in a bit, boy. We're foaming at the mouth. Uh, and also, Melky, shout out Phoenix and Atlanta. You've been on them all year, so I give you props for both those teams. Okay, rookie of the year. I'm going with LaMelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets. I know the injury throws some people off and they want to give it to Anthony Edwards. But, I mean, LaMelo was just balling out with the dad, the family that he comes from, the way that he's <laughs> he's quiet. He seems a real humble guy, and he actually has a lot of talent on that shitty. I mean, we were talking about irrelevant teams, guys. Yeah. Charlotte, I mean, LaMelo's my winner for rookie of the year. Good for the kid. Yeah, I'm also with Lamelo Ball. Um, I hate his dad. Like that guy yeah. is just evil. But he, like I like before going on this podcast, he actually kind of watched a few uh, videos and YouTube things about this guy. And you're right, he is not like him at all. Yeah, he's legit. He's very much just like I just want to be there for the team and just play the best I can to help my team win. And and he has. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see how he doesn't get rookie of the year. Yeah, that's three for Melo as well. Uh, you know what? He, he's uh, a lot more mature than you think at 19 years old. I think he just, like, when his dad talks, he goes through one year and out the other. He just wants the ball. He just wants to play. And, uh, yeah, for that reason, even despite being injured, hands down, rookie of the year. Yeah, Malk, you, you've been on him all year as well. I mean, you want you were saying even the Raptors could trade for him. You'd love it. So oh, I would. Shout out. Yeah. But but Jordan actually made a smart uh, pick. So Jordan's going to hold on for dear life. This yeah. is no Kwame Brown pick. No. 
Okay. Well, have you have you seen those videos? Yeah. Good for Kwame though, man, for standing up for himself. Dude, he's a badass, man. He seems like like people are legit scared of him in the NBA. I love it. I'd go have a drink with him. <laughs> I'd like to pick his brain. Yeah, I'd feel bad about myself probably after, but yeah, I'd go have a drink. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, finally, the biggest award, MVP, Melky, little drum roll, do 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 do. Who do you got? The Joker. Yep. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Career numbers does everything that you could ask for. I mean, yeah, sometimes his game's a little ugly, but the man is brilliant with the ball and without it. Therefore, if he does not win, it's a huge fucking conspiracy in the NBA. But hands down, it's Nikita Jokic, aka the Joker. Yeah, um, I gotta, I gotta, I have to agree with that. Like the t- the two other finalists are Steph Curry and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is is so overrated, and he's not the reason why they're there. No. And Nikita Jokic, his his running mate went down in Jamal Murray. And honestly, when I saw that and Murray was done for the season, I thought they were going to fade away. But he yep. stepped the game up, and they're they're tearing it up right now. They're uh, they're in the playoffs. They're winning their um, oh no, Portland leads the the series, but I still have um, Denver winning that winning that series as a whole. But he is the main reason why they got that third seed. And Steph Curry, love the guy, but you're not in the playoffs, so you don't count. He didn't make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with what you just said, Kev. I mean, I think it was episode three or four, Malk. I was saying Jamal Murray, that was such a huge blow to yeah. Denver that they were going to fade away to one of the last playoff spots and kind of, I, I don't know, just not finish third. So Joker gets my vote 100%. I, I like Steph Curry, man. I like the Raptors connection. I think he had an amazing season. But you're right. You don't make the playoffs. You're not MVP. I mean, it's not. It's just not the individual points alone that get you that award. The playing games, you lost both of them. Like, exactly. Um, I, I like Curry's a stud. He's going to be a Hall of Famer going uh, going forward. But if he does not deserve it, and Joel Embiid, he's just a baby. I just can't stand him. Yeah. Like, and it has, it has to be the Joker, and it has to be the Joker because he lost his best player. Like Murray's the best player on Denver in my opinion, but, and then the Joker, when he went down, he stepped up his game and he got them in the play. He basically got him in the playoffs. And that's why he's the MVP in my books. All right. O- over under quickly. Um, does Joel Embiid, how many uh, stomach uh, issues does Joel Embiid have in the playoffs? Uh, <laughs> he's losing. <laughs> What's that? It depends how many games he's losing. If he's down in the series, he's going to have more than he's up in the series. <laughs> That's my guess. Oh, I'm down 2-1. Oh, I, I got stomach pains. But, oh, I'm up 2-1. Oh, I'm good. That's what <laughs> my guess is. I'm saying 4-2 uh, per series. He's in the playoffs. He's out second round. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree there. He, yeah, 2 for every series. Maybe 2.5. <laughs> two two <laughs> Washington beat them. Or, sorry, Washington beat them. I don't think that's going to happen. And then they're going to go and fight. Uh, Atlanta or New York or in or New York. Yeah, they play the one of that. I think they could beat both teams, but we'll, we'll get into that. I got Milwaukee coming out of the uh, out of the East this year, though. Oh, okay. Well, well this, this is actually beautiful, guys. I mean, we might as well transition here because we're done with the awards. Yep. So this is great. We're going to bring it up. We're now doing playoff predictions. Uh, and I was thinking about it. I think I'll read out 
the series. We'll start yeah. in the East, and then I'll just ask you guys, and we'll do the same what we just did for the awards. Sounds good? Sure. Okay. So we're going to start in the East. So finished in first place, your Philadelphia 76ers are taking on the eight-seed Washington Wizards. Melty. Which, I, which I, called, I called Washington to finish eighth. I know you did. crazy. Yeah, uh, you did. Great call. Yeah. Uh, I got Philly winning this in six. Washington can get two games yep. because Russell Westbrook is out of his mind and crazy. But at the same time, that's also their Achilles heel. So Philly is, for, especially for a first round, Philly is way too strong. They're the way better team. Doc Rivers is the better coach. So I got Philly in six. Okay. Kev? I got Philly as well, but I have them in five. Just, yeah, I think, I do agree. I think Wesley Westbrook will take off. It's just he's going to take off game three, and then he's going to go out of control game four, and that's going to make them lose game four, and then Philly's going to win a game five. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you, Melky. I'm taking Philly in six, and I actually had Washington eighth place as well, going yes, through my predictions from episode one. Yes, you did. So, both solid there, buddy. We You don't doubt Westbrook to get into the playoffs. It's no. winning it all that you doubt him in. Yeah. Okay. So we all have Philly. Kev had five games. Melky and I had six. Moving on to the second East series for the first round. We've got the number two seed Brooklyn Nets with Kev's coach of the year, Steve Nash, taking <laughs> on the terrible, terrible Boston Celtics and that winning city, the seventh seed. Kev, who do you have between Brooklyn and Boston, buddy? Oh, I have Brooklyn and four. They're going to sweep them. Hands down. <laughs> That's what you get with Coach of the Year, Melky. Yeah, get your, <laughs> get your brooms ready. Steve Nash probably supplying them. It's a clean sweep. Okay, I have Brooklyn, but in five. Shout out to myself. What did I tell you about the Celtics uh, and Tatum with the play-in? So they're still going to win a game. I'm still predicting that because I hate Boston. They'll do it to me. So I'm taking Brooklyn in five. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, think so? Brooklyn's going to go for the jugular here. It's three all-stars versus one. Yeah. Yeah. I, and no no Brown. I told you. How shitty did I tell you how Evan Fournier? Fournier is a waste Terrible. of space. Oh, brutal. It's a stupid trade. Yeah, I feel bad for Boston. The luck of the draw. You know, uh, yeah, they're done. Like I said, Steve Nash. Start, start supplying the brooms. Let's go. Next round. Okay. Third series. Spoiler alert. We already know who Kev's going to choose for this one. But we have Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks, third place, versus Jimmy Butler and his confidence in the sixth seed with the Miami Heat. And uh, I have Milwaukee in six. I think that Butler, I think the way Miami plays, I think they can definitely roll off uh, two wins. But... Giannis, Milwaukee, they're going to be too much. I mean, the team play from Milwaukee alone, it's... I mean, we've already seen it two games in this series. I, I just... I don't see Miami winning it. No. Yeah. Uh, I think Giannis, is, he just he just wants it right now. And he's... I don't know why he's not a finalist for the MVP, but he should be in there. It, he's going he's gonna to drive that all the way to the finals, and it depends who they see in the finals, but I can see Milwaukee going all the way this year. Yeah, it's the one of the big like One of the biggest reasons I can see him not going to the finals is because he's, he's not a number one seed this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I respect that. 
Yeah, it's Revenge of the Greek Freak uh, as Milwaukee in six. I've always said Miami's overrated. I think they just clicked at the right time in the bubble. Uh, that team doesn't scare me. Uh, Bam is a nice player. Jimmy Buckets, I, he's a good player, and I respect his you know his hard work and tenacity, but fuck Miami. Uh, there's no way Milwaukee's losing this series after they got embarrassed last year. No, Milwaukee in six. Yeah, yeah, I had Miami so overrated. I had Milwaukee first, but I had Miami finishing third at the start of the year. Uh, I just thought I they were going to roll with first. confidence. I know you did. I thought they were going to roll with confidence after the yeah. bubble. I had Milwaukee at one at the one seed, getting Drew Holiday, getting some nice pieces. But you know what? Maybe they don't need to finish first. We've seen over time having the one seed doesn't um, guarantee you anything. If anything, it's at more pressure. Yeah. Okay, the final East first round series. A series Melky's going to be conflicted with the winner. We've got the number four seed New York Knicks versus the number five seed Atlanta Hawks. Melky, two teams close to your heart, buddy. Who do you think is going to win? This was really tough. I went back and forth because Trey Young, you know, he's got ice in his veins. And then you got New York. And at the end of the day, New York stand up. New York in seven. This is going to be a great series. It's two overachieving teams uh, that are battling it out. And one of them is going to prevail and then get beat in the next round. So let's go with New York <laughs> in seven. <laughs> I like New York in seven, too. The thing I do like about this series is that either team does not have any playoff experience. So they're, they're either going to fold quickly or they're going to ball out and they don't have the players or the, they don't have the team catalyst to rely on like, okay, we're in this. We got to get back. Let's do this. They don't have that. They're going to build that from this series. Yeah. But they're still going to lose against Philly. <laughs> exactly. Your consolation prize. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I actually had Nixon game seven. I thought that was going to be a little shocker pick, but we all had the same <laughs> thing, which is great. Uh, I actually think this series is going to be balled out because, like you said, Kev, two inexperienced teams. I think once we get rolling to game five, game six, this is going to be really exciting basketball to watch back and forth. I can't wait for it. Nixon seven. Though it's already started off with a bang. Look at the New York faithful yeah. shouting at Trey Young. What did they say? Fuck you? Or what was it? Yeah, fuck Trey Young. Yeah, fuck Trey Young. Like, man. <laughs> did you see the pics Arts. of the vaccinated side of the arena and the non-vaccinated side? <laughs> no. <laughs> the vaccinated side is packed like that Carolina Hurricanes NHL game. And then the non-vaccinated side is like baseball. It's like individual two, three guys here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Only in New York. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're moving on to the West now. So we have Utah Jazz, best team in the West. Some smart guy on this podcast was talking about their coach. Their first seed, their versus the Memphis Grizzlies, who played excellent in the play-in tournament. And I actually have Utah, shocker, winning against Memphis, and I actually have it in five. Oh, all right. You have it in five, you know Memphis is leading the series, so they got to run the table. Well, I had this, I know, so I know, but I had this written before, boys. So I have Memphis going in seven. Yeah. You have Memphis winning in seven? Yeah. Wow. Bold. Dude, biggest yeah, Jonas fan we know. I'm my inner Gooby here. You play your inner Gooby? Yeah, but he's always wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Except this year, except last year, son of a bitch. Yeah, he got lucky. Um, I, I, no, I got Utah in six. 
when is uh, Donovan Mitchell coming back? Because when he comes back, then this team is really going to turn it on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That guy's shooting is going to bring that team to a whole other level in the playoffs. I can't wait. Yeah, I think they can hold off Memphis. I mean, Memphis is exciting with uh, JV and Dylan Brooks and uh, John Moran, of course. But not yet. It's not their time yet. Yeah. Okay. Next up, second series in the West. Second place, Melky's absolute favorite wet dream, the Phoenix Suns. Versus, I had one last night. <laughs> versus, in his own head, the Cinderella story, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Kev, first up, buddy, who do you have? And the Oscar goes to LeBron James. <laughs> but I got Phoenix in five. Wow. Phoenix in five. five. Yeah. That just that just gave me a chub, not not gonna lie. <laughs> I was about to say I saw your friggin' desk move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my butt, but it did move. <laughs> okay, Melky. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. No. Um <laughs> nah, I love Phoenix. It's just so shitty that you play hard and you you become relevant and you get the L.A. Lakers in the first round. Uh, It pains me to say it, but I'm going Lakers six. I just think it's everybody when everybody hates on LeBron. What does he do? He falls and pretends to be hurt. Okay, what does he do after that though? (laughs) Shoots the game-winning ball. Yeah. Yeah. and CP3, why can't this man ever stay healthy in the playoffs? He's the driving force on that team. I love Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, studs. But unfortunately, for your success, you get the defending champs. You're going down in six. Yeah. Um, That's hard to see that. That's for sure. Yeah. My second and only other series to go to game seven, I've got the Lakers in seven. I think Phoenix is going to put one hell of a fight up. Uh, Malky, kudos to you, buddy. You have me excited to watch this team. They're young. They're They're, excited to watch. They're great to watch, man. Yeah, dude, great ball. But, man, just like you said, Phoenix is going to take L.A. to Game 7. We're all going to get our hopes up and be like, dude, LeBron's going to be out of the first round defending champs. That's so hilarious. (laughs) That guy's going to hit the game-winning shot Game 7 to move on, and it's going to piss me off. Or he's going to flop again and get a, get on the free throw line. Yeah, and then Anthony Davis is going to have a 47-point night or something, Game 7. Yeah. I, I see it, unfortunately. Okay, next up, the third series in the West. We've got the third seed, Denver Nuggets, versus your Portland Trailblazers, sixth seed. Melky, let's go with you, buddy. It's game time. This is going seven for Portland, though. Wow. The guards, it's the guards versus the big men. The guards have the experience. Dame Dollar is just a freak in in the playoffs. He just hits everything. Unfortunately, no Jamal. If Jamal Murray was in this series, Denver in five. Easily. Denver is the better team overall when he's there. But it's Dame, it's CJ, it's got Norm, Nurkic. That's there's so much offensive. Oh, you got Melo still, too. There's so much offensive firepower on this team. The The question is, you know what you're going to get from um, from Jokic? Oh. Who else is going to step up? I know, Kevin, you mentioned Porter Jr., and now this is his time to shine. But who else is going to step up and be that second, you know, that second guy? If they find that, they have a fighting chance. If not, 
is Dame time in seven. Yeah, I can't argue that. I think I agree with you. If Jamal Murray was in this series, it'd be a lot different answer for me. But if this is Damian Lillard's time to go deep, now you have playoff Powell. Um, just yep. to kind of bring up that secondary. But, yeah, I, I have Portland in uh, six or seven. I'll look at what I got to pick a game. So I'll go Portland six. Um, just because they're going to win it at home. But I love Joker. Um, I think, I like I said earlier, he's the MVP. He's the reason why they got him in the playoffs. But in the playoffs, you step up to that second level. You get to that another gear. Dame has it. McCollum has it. Powell has it. Joker has it in the playoffs for Denver, but who else has it on, on the Nuggets team, right? Exactly. And I, I think I, I have Portland. They're going to go – I think they're going to go deep this year. I don't know if they're going to get to the finals, but they're going to go deep. Great call, boys. I've got Portland in six. Playoff norms on the team. That's why I'm excited. I almost wanted to do game seven, but you guys pretty much nailed everything on the head. I can't disagree with you. I don't think Portland's necessarily going to go deep this year, but they are, I think, without Jamal Murray on Denver, the better team for a seven-game series right now. And they played so well heading into the playoffs, so it's like they're on a roll. Like, let's go. Oh, it's just how do you, how do you, uh, how do you uh, guard Dame in the playoffs? Like Damian Lillard in the playoffs is on another planet. Yeah. Okay. So final series in the West, the fourth seed, boo, L.A. Clippers <laughs> versus the Dallas Mavericks, and I've got Dallas in six. Sorry, Kawhi, you're never going to win with this team. You do not have the supporting <laughs> cast. Paul George, that coaching system, it's never going to work out no much, no matter how much money Balmer spends. So I have Dallas. Uh, Luka, it's just too sick. I mean, Europeans are taking over. They're invading the NBA this year. Mark Cuban knows how to build a team, apparently. I have to agree with you on that. Luka is just so fun to watch, and he's just elevated his play. Um but yeah, I have the Ma- I have Dallas, I have the Mavs, and um, I have them uh, in six as well. Uh, Kawhi, you shouldn't have left, bud. Like, yep. honestly, like yeah. you substitute Paul George for, or you substitute Paul George for Kawhi, or, um, for Kyle Lowry, and and then you you don't have anyone big going. Like, I don't know. They, I don't know why you thought the they their best chance to win was last year, and they couldn't even get past Denver because Dom. Jamal Murray pulled out. He's not going to win with um, LA, and I don't even see him taking his option at the end of the year. I think he's going to go somewhere else after. Um, so yeah, Mavs in six. <laughs> I'm on that. Well, Smart I'm man. that. I'm that guy that likes to disagree, and I'm doing it right here. <clears throat> I got the Clippers in six. Ooh. He can't afford to lose. He can't afford to lose. If he does, it's the worst decision in sport, or one of the worst decisions in sports history. Going home, trying to be the new king of L.A., and you can't even get past the first round. Don't get me wrong. Luka is a stud. Love Luka. I love how hot-tempered he gets. We have an over-under bet on how many technicals he's going to get in this series and the playoffs alone. But who else is stepping up for Luka? I don't trust Porzingis. I don't trust him at all. He's not a fucking unicorn. That was a lie. So for that, the Clippers are desperate. And when is playoff Rondo going to show up? Is is Rondo playing yet? No kidding. If playoff Rondo shows up, it's going to be a long series for Dallas. Therefore, Clippers in six, they squeak one out. Pandemic P gets an excuse to go to the next round. 
Boys, excellent. That was the segment I was most excited for to hear from you two, our playoff matchups. So we're not going to do the whole playoff series. We're just going to do the first round, and now we're going to move on to the finals. I want to know what your two teams are and also who's going to win it and let's say how many games. Melky, you're frothing at the mouth, buddy. What do you think? Well, we talked (laughs) about it in the first episode. We said Brooklyn and we said L.A. in the finals because – they're the two best teams. But what's that? Oh, Which the Lakers. Not the Clippers. Not the Clippers. <laughs> Fuck the Clippers. Yeah. They'll just be Luca, that's all. Um, I had the Lakers repeating at the beginning of the year, but I did not see Brooklyn getting James Harden. James Harden finally gets his championship. And I don't know. Did he shed that fat suit yet? Or does he still have it? I think he still has it. He has it. He's still fat? Okay, well, he wins his championship as a big fat ass. As the guy who escaped Houston, it's Brooklyn. Everybody goes nuts. There's probably a murder that happens because of the celebration. Uh, Brooklyn in six games. Wow. Uh, Okay, I'll just go next quickly. At the start of the season, I had Milwaukee and Lakers in the finals with the Lakers winning. Uh, I'm sadly still going to have the Lakers winning in seven games. I really hope I'm friggin' wrong, but I actually have Brooklyn making it to the finals. Now I hate to say it, but Steve brought them together. One hell of a coach. And you know what? I, I think it's going to be tough. I almost, yeah, I'm going Brooklyn and Lakers. I almost wanted to do Utah winning it first ever, but no, I'll, I'll stay Kev. All right. Well, unlike you, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my gut and I'm going to go uh, Milwaukee and I'm going to go Ooh. Portland for the finals. Yes. Portland. Portland. You're gonna look at their train. They're gonna they're gonna beat Denver, and then they're gonna beat either Phoenix or LA, and then they're gonna deal with the Mavericks or something. What what happened when Dame went into LA last year? He got slapped around. He they were the hottest team going into. I have LA beating Phoenix, so Dame's gonna beat up on Devin Booker. So. I'd love to see that matchup, though. I'm not going to lie. That yeah. would be a juicy matchup. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing LeBron James go, and I'm just – I'm so sick of him – just seeing him play. Like, he's a, he's a great – he was a great player, but now he's a great flopper, and I just – I'm tired of seeing him all the time. And <laughs> I have Giannis. I think this is only Giannis's last chance to be the one of the best players to guide his team to a game – to a championship. If he doesn't do it this year, he's going to start slowly declining. Um, so this is his year to do it, and I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to rise above because he's going to he's going to face Brooklyn next round if he gets past uh, Miami, and if Brooklyn gets past Boston, which I'm sure they will, so that'll be there. That'll be his biggest test in the East is going to be in the semis, and then he's going to face either Philly or um, New York, and he's going to steamroll whatever that team if he gets there. Um, and in terms of Portland, I just think they're a different caliber this year. They got that playoff depth with Powell with that trade ac- acquisition. They're going to play. They're going to play Devin Booker. That's going to be their biggest test. And then they got to face off against Dallas because I think Dallas is going to get to the conference final. They don't play defense though, Portland. They score points though. At all, LA plays. I'm LA. loving your pick right you know, now. Well, it's, it's, LA it's was the top. Point. Lakers are the top-rated defensive team. Got picked and just taking the Lakers again. 
So it's, no, it's not. I don't want to pick the Lakers. I like I for every reason you said I I I'll be the first one to laugh at LeBron and his hairline when they lose. But you can't argue with the team. Like they they're the type of team that can turn it up when they want to, just like the Clippers. That. Uh, but you know, I like your pick. I like your, I like your, uh, your ballsy. It's not base. It's a bold pick, but I just, I just want some new blood in the finals. And I think they I have the best it. one to do it. Oh, I want to be that idiot that changes his pick now after hearing yours. I want to choose Utah to go and win it over Lake. <laughs> Utah's <laughs> not winning it without uh, Donovan Mitchell. I know. Excelente, Kev. Best pick. Melky and I bitched out. Definitely, buddy. I love it. <laughs> Milwaukee, dude, Portland. Dude, I'm a realist, man. And Mil- I, I bet you, Mil- I bet you, Portland doesn't get past the second round. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> you know, like that, like that's realistic. But I'm just tired of seeing the league. I'm tired of seeing LeBron James in the finals. A hundred percent. I think everyone on this podcast is tired of seeing him in general, in general especially yeah. rolling on the fucking floor. Yeah, stick to Space Jam's three through nine. I don't. Really- <laughs> Retire, man. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Speaking of great Lakers, not named LeBron because he is not a great Laker. We're going to do our tradition that we do every episode this year, and we're doing our favorite Kobe moments. And to keep with the tradition of this episode, it's our favorite playoff moments of Kobe. Kev, do you want to go first, buddy, since you're the guest? Yeah, I'll go first. I know you want playoff moments, but I'm like, favorite moment of Kobe Bryant's career is the play in 2000 against the Warriors when he tore his Achilles to get LA into the playoffs when he shoot when he shot those uh, two free throws at the 58 seconds left I know that's not a playoff um, I know that's not exactly what you guys are looking for but there's nothing better than what Kobe Bryant was to basketball than that moment um, he tears his Achilles clean off he walks over drains two two of the shots and then um, the Lakers end up winning that game to get into the playoffs. Yeah, they got swept in the first round in the in the, in the following year. But um, that, to me, just showed what Kobe Bryant was to basketball, what he was to the Lakers, and what he was as a person. Um, I, I don't know about you. If I, if I tore my Achilles, I wouldn't be walking to shoot free throws. Yeah, you, know what see, I mean? you guys going to see Spicy P doing that anytime soon? No, he is probably uh, like a little bitch. But I know that's not a playoff moment, but no, great choice, great choice. You can't go wrong. I remember watching that with like just chills, and it was just like he has his Achilles torn. He shouldn't be walking, and he's hobbling to the free throw line to shoot, to shoot two to put the Lakers up, and then they end up winning that game and going in the playoffs at that moment, or in that season. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Can't go wrong with that. Excellent choice. I mean, that's a top Kobe moment of all time. Uh, I'm gonna go. Game four, 2006, Steve Nash, Phoenix Suns, and Kobe Bryant in the playoffs hits a buzzer beater. Jack yeah. Nicholson in the crowd, L.A. crowd going nuts, the yellow towels, I can't stand it. And that was the best part about Kobe because you knew it was going to happen. You knew if that ball got into his hands, it didn't matter how many seconds were left, there's a chance. And all the great ones, they always give you a chance. Yep. Yeah, and that was gonna be my playoff moment too. Yeah, that was yeah. great. But I just like I remember before the podcast, I just rewatched the free throws, and as he's basically walking with one leg, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I have to, I have to explain myself, and I have to choose this." 
on, but you can't go wrong. So many times Melky and I are deciding which ones to make sure we're not doing the same. And there's so many to choose from. We end up watching highlights. Just like you said, you go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's something he has toughness, something LeBron James doesn't have. So no, he should be taking notes. Yeah. Melky. <clears throat> My moment. Uh, it's funny. You picked uh, a series against the Suns. I have another one with, with the Suns, but it's in 2010 when uh, Kobe hits that fadeaway off of Grant Hill. Yeah. Uh, in game six, I love it was just the thing of beauty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Kobe, uh, just, he had the last laugh, and that was the clincher. Yeah. Unbelievable. Guys, I think we might be able to call this episode now at an hour and a half. This has been unreal. <laughs> yeah. It, it's time. Yeah. This has been one hell of a long one. It's been an amazing episode. I mean, we were going nuts there. Playoffs, awards, Raptor talk. Um, yeah. Melky, any shout-outs you want to give, buddy? Well, I mean, I, I can't wait to watch LeBron fail. I know you boys uh, feel the same way. I just want to give a big shout-out to Kevin for joining us on the pod. Yes, uh, dude, we've awesome. been wanting to talk ball with you for a while. Um, you, fuck, you and I going back as kids, man. How many times did we talk ball and you know, play oh. street ball and, and throw up bricks and air balls and laugh about it and be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so it's great to, to to reminisce and talk ball with you because you know your shit. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Just you football, you don't our, know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking Dallas fan. <laughs> but yeah, Kev, you were our number one guy we wanted on this season. There's a couple other guests we want, but I, I know nobody else is in our chat with the guys, but these two go at it so fucking much it is great to watch and read so <laughs> we've got leafs just came out we'll have a playoff we've got mustard coming out soon melky we're gonna be recording that shortly yep we just released episode five earlier this week of nothing but miss make sure you listen to that before you listen to this episode uh guys it's been a blast kevin thanks one again once again um check out our sponsor smooth my balls CA, what is it? Fifteen percent discount code NA thirty. Yeah, fifteen percent off um, off your purchase. Uh, if you don't want to be a laughing zinger, manscape your junk for comfort and hit that game winner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Just like you said, don't have your balls looking like LeBron James hairline. That's <laughs> it for us here at Nothing But Miss. I'm Ba. That's Kev. That's Melky, and we'll check you guys out next time. All go, right, guys. Go. Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Peace.